Welcome to Spark, our weekly inspirational podcast full of actionable ideas for strategically preparing your business and yourself for anything that may come your way. I'm your host, Stephanie Redcross West, and now let's jump into our next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our segment about setting boundaries. Now, today I want to talk about setting boundaries because it's very easy in our businesses to kind of head down the slippery slope. Now, there's a ton of different reasons and causes for, you know, why we're even on the slippery slope or why it naturally happens to us. But I want to talk about not only some of the things that had challenged me, some of the things that had impacted me and how I even found myself on that slippery slope. And maybe today I can inspire you or help you if you're headed down the path or if you need to start walking back from the pressure of running your business, from the pressure of good things happening in your business, from the pressure of all the things you dreamed your business could be, especially in the light of everything that's happening in the world today, I want to be maybe a sounding board for you today to help you through this process. And the reason today I want to make it a little bit personal, today I want to spend a little bit of time talking about some of these softer things that happen to us as entrepreneurs and business owners is because I think it's important to talk about it. I think it's important, especially as many of us are working from home more, many of us are not kind of even balancing the idea of working from home with travel, with exploration. And also let's make sure that the pressures and the things that you have to get done in the day, that they don't create this kind of strain on you that keep you from getting the things done that you need to get done. Now, the reason I bring this up in two perspectives, I think one time when I, one time when I, often when I talk about this, maybe it's a better way to say it, we think about the challenges. We think about years like 2020 where there were problems. There were things we couldn't do, things that, you know, restrictions, uncertainty, changes in our business, and that can create a slippery slope. But one thing I want to talk about before we dive into kind of the telltale signs and what you can do is I also want to make sure that we all realize that these slippery slopes that you can feel in your business, the slippery slope that can kind of come out in your business is not always from bad. Sometimes it's from the good, all right? And what I mean by that is what happens in our businesses, especially as we're trying to as we're trying to grow, is that we want to make sure that we're trying to get more exposure for our business, trying to get more clients for our business. We're looking for opportunities. We're writing articles these days. We're doing interviews. And what can happen in our business is that growth opportunity, that opportunity to do the things that you've always wanted to do. When you start to see green lights ahead, we can often lose our boundaries, lose our way. And what I mean by that is the opportunity seems so great, so exciting, so beneficial that we will sacrifice everything to take advantage of those opportunities. And what I mean by that is for many of us, we're running our businesses. We're running everything that we have to get done every day. But when you have the opportunity to maybe write for a weekly article or a monthly article, what can happen is you're already too busy as it was. And then you added this weekly or monthly article. And the question is, when do you get it done? 
And then what happens is you start doing these things at night. You start staying up late to get them done. You start to compromise your weekends or your time off to get them done. And that's how something good or the good can create a slippery slope. Because what happens is we're trying to seize the opportunity. We're trying to make sure that when these opportunities and these chances for our business to grow and these chances for us to do more come kind of into our space, that we don't want to let go of them. We want to grasp them all and we want to do them all. And one thing I want to recommend to you today as you're moving forward in your business, as opportunities come your way, is to remember that you must set boundaries even on the good. You must decide where you're going to spend your time because what happens is the good can strain you too. Doing too much of a good thing can be bad as well. And what I want to make sure you're always doing in your business is making sure you have the time to do these extra items and you're not sacrificing yourself, your clients, and your business in the process. Does that make sense to anyone out there? Let me know if this is ringing true to you. Just drop something in the comments um, because I'd love to hear it. I know it's a confession. I know it may not be something that you want to tell the world, but I want to bring it up because it's happened to me too. And I want to make sure that during these sessions that we get honest with each other. And I'm really even honest with you to say that it happens to me and I this is something that we have to work through because I've had some great things happen to me in 2020. I had some things that were definitely shell shocking, but I had some things that opened up all different types of opportunities. For me, it was our online courses. What happened in 2020 is we started to spend more and more time doing courses, offering online training, spending time with people. But what I found is it was so much pressure to get all those lessons done, the time I needed to do it, that I started to kind of buckle under that pressure. I started not to have time. And what happened is I started to do the thing that many of us use as a badge sometime, especially in this Zoom age we're in, is that we start working in our pajamas. Now, Here's the deal. When we're talking about the slippery slope, when we're talking about those telltale signs, if you find that you're working in your pajamas multiple days in a row, that's a sign that we need to make some change. Because yes, there's nothing wrong with being comfy. There's nothing wrong with putting on some goodies that make you feel good and are not restrictive because you're doing hard work during the day. But if you find you don't have time to get dressed in the morning or at some point in the day, if you find you don't have time to peel away from your work and take care of yourself, that's a sign that you have started down the slippery slope. Because what you're saying is that you don't have time to take care of yourself. Your business is uber so important that you can't take care of yourself. And we have to get that time back. You cannot be so far down on the list that you don't have time to get out of those pajamas. All right. Now, I don't want to make it sound like I'm perfect at it. I don't want to make it sound like some days I don't still have my pajama bottoms on the bottom of me. It was so sad. The other day, my husband took a picture of me and was like, I just want to make sure you see what you look like. And we sent the picture to me and texted it to me. Oh my gosh, it hurt. Because what it told me is, yeah, from here up, I was looking good. I could probably even be on camera. But from from my waist down, it showed that I didn't take the time to take care of myself that day. And it was good for him to give me that reminder. It was a little bit painful, 
to see it, but it was a good reminder for me to make sure that I get up every day, I get dressed and I get ready for work. Now, getting ready for work can be whatever you want to do, whether it's hair, whether it's makeup, whether it's clothes you put on. I'm not saying you got to be all fancy or any of those things, but I do believe that you should be ready for work every day. So when we talk about morning rituals, when we talk about the things that we do in the morning, and this happens to me, it's not always pajamas I'm in. A lot of times I'll be in like my tights, my workout tights. (laughs) Um, They'll be at the bottom because I'll work out in the morning. So it's not that I'm just rolling out of bed always and coming straight to work. I'll get other things done. But the idea is that I have to prepare myself for the day mentally and physically. And what that means is making sure that I have time to jump in the shower, get dressed, and come to work ready, even though I'm working from home. And when I say come to dress, come to work ready, be ready in whatever attire makes sense for you and for your work. It can be comfy, but what I don't want you to do is carry over the outfit from your previous activity into your work outfit. Make sense? Let me know in the comments if that makes sense to you. And if you've noticed that you're maybe on this slippery slope that you can make some of these changes. All right. Now, I want to talk about the spiral. I want to talk about what happens when you start to go down this path and when you're not setting boundaries. Now, when I talk about this, one thing that I found that happened to me, what kind of created my spiral is that I started this belief system in myself. I started telling myself this thing where I would say, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time to get everything done that I need to get done. I don't have enough time to get all the projects completed. I don't have enough time for all the meetings I have. And what I was doing is by using that phrase, this is probably my phrase that really is my demise in a sense, is I use that phrase of not having enough time as a response to the stress that I'm feeling in my business when I can't get done what I need to get done. And when I start using that phrase, that's kind of how I know when I start using that phrase, it's my telltale sign. It is saying that I've taken myself out of the driver's seat of my business and I put myself in the passenger seat or maybe even in the back or maybe in the way back of like one of those big SUVs. And I'm literally saying that I am not in control of my time anymore that I can't reprioritize things, that things have gotten so out of control. And maybe I'm sounding so dramatic when I'm using that, but that's what's happening almost internally is that I am repeating to myself that I don't have the time to get done what I need to get done. And what I've learned over the years and what I've learned even from 2020 is that yes, time is a precious commodity. Time is something that I truly, truly value. And it is something that I need to make sure that I use wisely. But what I've also realized is that I can be in complete control of my time, that I truly have to set the boundaries around my time to make sure that I am not in a place where I can't get done what I need to get done. And I'm not in a place where I'm not able to perform at my best. So what I've started to do is create a process around it, create a process and what I kind of call safeguards to help me from going down that slippery slope. Because at one point last year, and this is probably towards the end of the year, I was so exhausted, so out of energy. I'd wake up in the beginning of the day before it even started. And I felt like it was almost the sense of scarcity. I had this myth in my head that 
there just wasn't enough ways for me to do what I needed to do. It was almost, I had convinced myself it wasn't possible. And therefore time became a scarcity in my mind instead of time becoming something that's abundant. Instead of time becoming something that I actually have a grasp on and I can do with it. So how did I change that? How did I flip things around? How did I make my scarcity kind of reality go away and move towards something different? What I started to do is put what I call safeguards in place. And I highly recommend this for any of you out there is that when you're building your business, when you're looking at your schedule, when you're looking at what needs to get done, what I want you to do is have a safeguard in place to give yourself not only the time to get done what you need to get done, but give you time off. What I found is the reason I was feeling so overwhelmed, the reason I was you know, pajamas on the bottom or workout on the bottom and work on the top is because I didn't have a process in place to make sure I got ready in my day. I struggled with what was I going to wear? How was I going to transition and so forth? So I created a process to make that simpler. I created an opportunity for me to make that simpler. And what I started to do is alter my wake up times so that I had time to get done what I needed to do. And my meeting start times did not start, but so early in the day. I almost always set my calendar so that I don't have meetings before 11 a.m. When I used to have early morning meetings, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock meetings, what would happen is it would put me on that path of not having enough time. And it wasn't because I didn't want to, you know, jump in the shower, get dressed. But what happened is I had such a small window in the morning to actually get up, get something to eat, work out, that that window was too tight. And therefore, I didn't have enough time to transition into my workday. Now I push my meetings back to starting at 11 o'clock. And what happens is I have the morning to not only get dressed, not only have the morning to go through email, get caught up on the day and so forth, but I don't have to get caught into my full day of meetings until 11 o'clock. And what I found is by setting an 11 o'clock, I can normally get dressed and get ready in that time. So what I want to recommend to you is put a safeguard like that in place If you're struggling with making sure the outfit from your previous activity isn't coming over to your workspace, all right? Now, the other thing that I had to do differently is I had to give myself time off. Now, I struggled with giving myself time off. I even struggle now with giving myself time off because I feel like if I use that time in my business, I could get more done. But what I've found over the years, and then the other thing I can do on the weekends is I can do things that are planning-based. Anything where I need space and time, where I can't run from a meeting and then be creative, those are the things I'm going to do on the weekend. But remember, it's only one to two hours, and it is not the primary activity of the weekend. I can never do that overdoing something with my family. So if I'm supposed to have dinner, if I'm supposed to have game night, if it's time for movie night, guess what? Movie night is always going to supersede because what I'm trying to do in my business is create this boundary effect that yes, there's days when work is on top of the list, but on my weekends, there are days when my family and my personal life are on top of the list. And to me, I think it's a reasonable thing to offer and have in your business that you have two days out of your week that your personal life is back on top, all right? 
And then the last thing that I did to really change the way I work and to help myself out is my fry, is my free Fridays. I talk a lot about this. So this may not be the first time that you've heard it, but I'm going to keep saying it because I find a lot of people have not found their way towards something like this. And my Fridays are what I call free Fridays. These are days that I don't have meetings. These are days that I don't have anything that's an obligation. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I can have meetings. I can have deadlines. I can have things that have to get done. But on Friday, it is a day that is deadline free. Often what I'm going to do on a Friday is I'll get on the phone and talk to people, catch up with people if I'm going to get on the phone, but it's going to be more organic and natural. It's almost like the kind of conversation I'm going to have sitting on the couch. The other thing I do on my Fridays is I use it as a flex day. So Fridays are flex days that can be days that I don't work at all, that they can be days that I can take care of personal things in my life. This is where I do things like last Friday, I went and got my passport because my passport expired. So therefore we had to you know, go through the whole process of getting all the information and appointments and blah, 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 blah. Friday was my day to take care of those things. Because what I find is I need a day for personal things. Um, wanted to go to the doctor and we're doing a lot of telemedicine. I'll schedule that on a Friday so that I have one day of the week that will allow me to do personal things. And because there's no meetings, there's no deadlines, there's a day that I can kind of roam free. And I have to be honest, on my like Friday, my free Fridays, sometimes I get like a little bored on those days because it doesn't have the structure I'm used to. I don't have, you know, the pressure and the timelines and all that stuff that I've almost gotten like, you know, you kind of get caught in that, like get it done, make it happen mode that on Friday, everything slows down a little bit that I find sometimes it's a little stressful being that slow. Like I want to speed it up. But what I found is if I want to be able to unwind on the weekends, if I want to be able to switch to personal life on top, I need that transition day to help me do that. I need a day that things slow down a little bit so that I can readjust myself and almost go from execution, get it done, Stephanie, over to Stephanie, the regular person again. All right. And that's how I've started to set my boundaries. That's how I've started to move away from scarcity. That's how I've started to move away from feeling like everything has to get done all the time to reorganizing my days, reorganizing my priorities for those days to get things done. And then the last thing I just want to leave you with as you're maybe pondering and thinking about, or maybe even considering making some of the changes I talked about today is I want to also address the idea that, yes, Stephanie, I want to do that, but I can't get done when I'm getting done now. So how can I have a free day on Friday? And the reality there is to me, it's all about priority. What happens or the reason why we're overworked is we're often trying to do everything because we don't want to leave opportunities unturned. We don't want to have an opportunity or feel like if I hadn't done that, then maybe my business would be here. If I had worked on that, maybe this would happen. And instead of working on all of your maybe projects, instead of trying to make every maybe and every opportunity turn into success, what you have to start to do is prioritize. You have to start to say in your business, and this has really helped me, and I've even talked about this on my webinars, is that I really have started to dial back 
on all the things I do. And some of you may be like, how could that be, Stephanie? You're doing podcasts and webinars and so forth. But trust me, I have dialed back, but I've also created structure and rhythm in my business that has made it more efficient for me. So therefore, by prioritizing and saying, hey, these are the marketing tools I'm going to use. These are the days that I'm going to set aside for clients. So I have client meetings. This is the time I'm going to set aside so I can work on my business. And the idea is when I have time to work on my business, I don't work on every idea. I work on what I've decided is my number one or number two idea for that month. And that's it. So sit down. If you don't know what your priority is this month in February, you have some homework to do. Because when you have clarity on what's your number one or number two thing that you're doing in your business for that month, you will be able to work on a schedule like I'm recommending and be able to set boundaries so that you're not working on everything and every idea and figure out what you should be working on first, second, and third. It is painful for me to not do a project. It's painful for me to not take advantage of an opportunity. I feel you. I used to write in magazines. I've done columns, interviews on podcasts, maybe doing training. I love doing all those things, but I can't do them all because I won't do a few things well. And therefore, I'm focused on doing a couple of things really well getting the process down so they no longer strain me, then moving to the next thing. And I found that that has not only changed the way I run my business, but the way that I have gotten more comfortable with prioritizing and setting boundaries so that I can be a better person, I can be a more inspired person, and ultimately be a better asset to our community. All right. So with that, we're going to wrap up today's session. I hope there were some nuggets in here for you. I hope there were some ideas on how you can set boundaries. And I really hope that many of you maybe share with me some of the boundaries that you may set after listening to today's session. And keep in mind, I've gotten there over time. This is not something that I did immediately or right away. I found that I had to work my way through setting and putting these boundaries in place. So this may take you two months, three months to get there. And don't worry if you stumble or you have a bad day or you have a pajama bottom day. The idea is that I want you to get there over time and I want you to establish these habits so that you can continue to be an amazing asset to our community and to the world. All right. So I'll see everyone in our next session. As always, we appreciate the likes. We appreciate you showing us support and love in the comments. So if this segment helped you, inspired you in any way, we'd love to see it and love to hear that you enjoyed today's segment. And I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Bye everyone.